Welcome back to Quiet Moments with Quilla, Redefining Life's Chaos, a bi-weekly podcast where I, Quilla, share many of the chaotic moments that I've had in my life, like being born with spina bifida, date raped as a teen, married young, divorced young, motherhood after 40, and throwing a couple of brain surgeries. It's fine. And I take the time to redefine those moments, looking through God's view, seeing how he was and is always there. I never took the time to reevaluate what I was going through until now. And it all makes sense. When you redefine something, you give it a new meaning, a new interpretation. The world wants you to feel out of control. But God's will, God's will is that you put your trust in him with no other major instructions needed. Real simple, real easy. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, New Living Translation says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. So let's take the time together and redefine chaos because it's sure to come, but God is surely great. I'm going to jump right in because I left y'all. I left y'all real smooth cut on a cliffhanger. I told y'all I went to the emergency room, all these headaches, couldn't figure nothing out. I was about to leave the emergency room because the raggedy triage nurse said they wasn't going to do nothing but give me a shot. Okay. Now. Whew. I took my tired little self, sat my tired little self. in the little, uh, what is it, I guess, waiting room. Now, keep in mind, I have been doing life as usual, even with the headaches. Had a session with one of my pastors the prior week with a headache. Uh, I think I even told her something wasn't right. It was like, you know, she was telling me she's a, she's a tea fanatic. So she was telling me, try this tea, try that tea, try this essential oil, boom, 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 boom. Now, she and I, we were also talking about all the things that I still kind of needed to release in order for the Lord to keep, you know, doing, keep, keep making me whole. And I had gone to an event called the Battle of the Sexes from that one of our church members had held two weeks before going to the emergency room. So, like I said, life was going on. I had a headache at the event. I have a picture to prove that I had a headache at the event. I was smiling, but you couldn't see my eyeballs because I couldn't really open my eyes. It's fine. Um, I was still smiling. That's that's what I know how to do. That's all that I know how to do. But hear me when I say a smile hides a lot, y'all. Just because somebody is smiling does not mean that they are fine, that it is fine, that life is fine. I promise you, pay attention to the eyes. Pay attention to someone's eyes. You can get a better depiction of, of, of the true person. You know, eyes don't lie. But, you know, yeah, whatever. I was doing my daily things. Um, doctor comes in. Now, I don't know if you, everybody, ooh, I don't know if everybody has seen the movie John Q with Denzel Washington, but no lie. The doctor in that movie that was running down the hallway with the donor heart. If, if you haven't seen the movie, go watch the movie. It's a pretty good movie. But 
the doctor that was running down the hallway with the donor heart for the little boy. That's what my doctor looked like. That's exactly, I was like, <laughs> I'm looking at him, but I'm looking at him. I'm like, I've seen you before, sir. Um, but whatever. So, you know, he's going through all the rigmarole, all the questions, all the things. And I tell him my other recent diagnosis and those attempt treatments for the migraines, for the sinus headaches. I told him, you know, it, it, it ain't working. These, these headaches, it's not even minimizing the pain. Nothing is working for these headaches. And he mentioned the same little cocktail shot that the triage nurse mentioned. And he's like, you know, all right, well, typically for migraines, we do X, Y, and Z. I'm not being dramatic when I say this. As he's walking away, he stops, turns around, comes back. He didn't say anything. He just looked at me. And I said, man, these headaches ain't no joke. And I'm, I'm shaking my head in, in, you know, like in a no manner and I didn't I was not dramatic I was not somber I was not um, intense I was just extremely calm and I said these headaches ain't no joke I don't know I, I these headaches ain't no joke that's all I could say these headaches ain't no joke um, and he said Okay, I'm gonna order a CT scan just to make sure it's nothing internal. Okay, I'm at the hospital I'm by myself. They usually always come in and give you an IV just in case they have to give you IV, um, you know, meds intravenously. intravenously. Um, I still don't like needles from, you know, back in the day, told y'all, season one. I used to get stuck all the time. Lady comes in, I, I can't even fight. I can't even, I can't even nothing. Just do what you gotta do about these headaches. So she comes in, um, she didn't get it on the first try. Uh, matter of fact, she didn't get it on the second try. Ma'am, nurse, ma'am, going on with the needles. Okay, going on, you don't know what you're doing. Going on, you're not sticking me no more. She gets an attitude and like snatches the needle out because she did not get the vein the second time. Please understand that yes, 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 now my head has started hurting because you know, y'all are irritating me and you snatched the needle out of my arm. Oh, we about to turn the page. It's, it's, oh, well, yep. You didn't invite it to poppin'. The poppin' off's about to happen in three, two, one. Ma'am, I need you to go get somebody else. I need you to go get the top of the top needle sticking uh, phlebotomist y'all got. But you're not sticking me none more time with a needle. I don't appreciate you snatching it out of my arm. How far above you do you want me to go with this? Yeah, I'm that chick. Yeah. All right. What up? I do the little, um... Oh yeah, she sent in somebody, she sent in somebody, supervisor, came in, this lady got it, first try, boom, thank you, going on, don't come back. Uh, I do the CT scan, I'm waiting on the results, by that time my husband has come 
And I, I don't know when the first doctor's shift ended. The guy that looks like the John Q doctor. <laughs> I don't know. But I didn't see him anymore. I did not see him anymore. So such God sent an angel type deal. Um, but I, I didn't see him no more. Uh, next thing I know, this older lady comes in and she says she has, oh man, maybe an English accent. And she says, oh honey, your gizmo is out of whack and you're going to need surgery. Dramatic pause. Listen to the jazzy music. Dramatic pause. <laughs> She's like, we got to get you to the other hospital because we don't have a neurosurgeon here that can handle this. I'll be right back. Um, so I'm like, whoa, 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 wait. So my shunt is malfunctioning? It's broken? Rip. It's broken? Now, if you don't remember from, or if you haven't listened to the other episode, the other season, go back, go back, go back. Uh, my shunt is the tube that is used for hydrocephalus, and it drains the cerebral spinal fluid from my brain down to my abdom abdominal cavity. And I've had the exact same one since I was about two weeks old. Not nan single, one clog issue, uh, drain, glitch, kink in the cord, nothing, 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 nothing has happened since I was two weeks old and at that time I was 43. Uh, let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all, listen to me. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa interior panic height uh how do you spaz out internally but not externally i don't know but i did it i don't know i ain't cry i ain't holler i ain't shake i ain't I, but internally oh no 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 wait how who what when huh what say it again do what huh all of it all of it all i could do was reach for my husband's hand now, I am not very, um, not very hands-on. I'm not very touchy-feely type deal. So for me to extend my hand, he knew. All right, all right, yep. Yeah, I needed him to bring me back to center. I needed his energy to shift my energy because it, I, I, and all my faith, and all my belief, and all my knowledge, and all my understanding and all of my history um, of the things that the Lord had done for me. This shunt malfunction took me out. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. I was, let me see, uh, 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 40, 44. I was almost 45. So I was 44, not 43. Okay. So, ain't no way, after 44 years, 43 years and a bunch of bunch of quarters, my whole life had gone by, and I just had a baby. Now, because the baby was a month and a half. Mm-mm. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Nah. 
you are not. I am so tired of being in the Job. Have you tried my servant Job situation? No, no. Stop nominating me for things, Lord. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Choose another vessel. I quit. I bow out gracefully. Yes, I do. Where's my um, cancellation papers? Something. I don't. I don't want this membership no more. This is. This is dumb. I, what I'm supposed to do with this? How I'm supposed to? Where? What? So I immediately like. <clears throat> I hear what you're saying. Hold on. I called my best friend. She was keeping the baby. I'm telling her the update. I'm like, all right, call the folks. <laughs> call the folks. Do the things. She knows what that means. Uh, I find out later. This nut, she's dramatic. This nut giving folks uh, half wrong information. In the panic of her trying to tell folks what's happening. She giving folks wrong information. But whatever. My husband, he goes in the hallway to make his phone calls. Can't remember. Um, I can't remember who he said he called. Um, then I call my mom. And I call my best friend first because she has my baby. She needs to know that, um, dang, I, I, I ain't going to be right back. I, I gave you enough to tend to my baby for a few hot hours because I was going to only be a few hot hours. I was not going to be admitted for surgery. I was not going to be sent to another hospital for surgery. I was not. I was coming home to my one and a half month old baby. So I had to call her and tell her, change of plans. Um, don't have a lot of details, but boom, boom, boom. So call my mom, tell her. All the while I'm thinking, I gotta go home. I, I hear y'all, but I gotta go ho ho home to my baby. The nurse, when the nurse came back in to tell me, you know, what to expect next, uh, I asked her, can I, can I go home <laughs> and bring myself back in the morning or like drive myself to the other hospital in the morning? Cause I got a, I got a baby. Like, yeah, I, I really, I really, I really said that. Um, if you know my husband, you can ask him. I said, can I go home? I got, I got a baby. Internal panic, external calm. Mine is on a baby. One, two, three, pop, pop, pop. That's what I was trying to do. That's what I was determined to do. She said I'd have to sign an AMA, which is an ad, against medical advice form, and that my husband would have to promise to keep check on me every hour for seizures because that sometimes happens with shunt malfunction. Seizures, what are you? Ma'am, I have had these headaches for like a month and a half-ish. What, what are you talking about? Um, I'm sorry, and I keep saying my, my, my baby was like a month and a half, but by this time, he was about three and a half months. Um, uh, but ma'am, ain't, ain't nobody gonna have no seizure. I'm gonna go home and tend to my baby this one good night and then I'm gonna go to this other hospital in the morning because no, what you talking, it ain't it. Uh, but I look at my husband and I am absolutely positive. I have never said these words to him ever, ever, ever. I said, you gotta tell me what to do. 
In my mind, all I knew was that I had a baby and I had to go home. I kept, I said, you gotta tell me what to do. I don't, I don't, I'm not big into folks telling me what to do. I'm, I don't, I don't know. Jesus is still grooming that area. So for me to tell him, you, you gotta tell me what to do. I, I knew I could not make rational decisions. I, I knew, I knew I was, I wasn't thinking clearly. Um, yeah, <sighs> y'all, he betrayed me. <laughs> he betrayed me. He told me, <laughs> he told me I wasn't going home. Like bottom line, nope, you need to stay, you here. Something is wrong. Go ahead and let them take you to the other hospital. I'll work out the stuff with the baby. I, I kind of had an attitude. I kind of wanted to have an attitude, but I kind of kind of couldn't have an attitude because he was kind of thinking about my life and I was thinking about the baby's life. Um, we were not on one accord, but it's fine. It was too serious of an issue to play with. So yeah, uh, in the interim of things, my pastor's call, text, one of my, my deacon brother friends came up to the emergency room before I was transported. You know, prayed, talk, crack jokes. The normal, the normal thing that my village knows how to do um, to keep me on track. You know, God does things uh, on purpose, with purpose. He knows who you need in every season. He knows what you need in every season. Um, um, again, we are redefining the chaos. A broken gizmo is chaos. But we were redefining it because in hindsight, he, God, had laid out everything perfectly. He had put everyone in place perfectly. I, and I had been meaning, I probably still may eventually do it. I need to go back up to the hospital and find out who that doctor was. The doctor that looked like the John Gray, um, didn't mean to say that man's name. <laughs> Sorry. The, the doctor that looked like John Q, doctor. Um, I need to find him, because I need to see him again to make sure that I saw what I saw. Like, unless God just literally dropped an angel and this guy does not exist and I'm tripping. I need to go and lay eyes and tell him thank you for ordering that one simple test that determined my, my, my gizmo, as the lady referred to it, my shunt had malfunctioned. Uh, so, y'all, my husband went home to tell my older son what was going on. He went home, uh, he got the baby so that they could meet me at the other hospital. I got transported in an ambulance. I've never, I had been in an ambulance before, twice, but they were for other reasons. I've never been in an ambulance for like spina bifida related stuff or to be transferred from one hospital to another in, in an emergency situation. That's never happened. Uh, the tech guy, he was cool. He was funny. He was cracking jokes. He was like, you want to feel special? Watch this, watch this, watch this. So he turns on the little sirens, you know, trying to just take my mind off of it. I appreciate him. I appreciate everyone that God had placed in my midst during that time. But in all honesty, because everything happened so fast, I 
I'm surprised I even remember the details of what I'm telling you guys now. I just knew I had a baby. I had a baby. I had to get back home to my baby. My daughter, my, my daughter. My daughter was like MIA during that time. We still hadn't talked a lot since she had moved out. She didn't come to the baby shower. Um, so she didn't even know what was going on. She came, now I did see her after the baby was born. She did come up to the hospital. I saw her maybe a handful of times between, you know, I had the baby in April and it was now July. So I saw her hit or miss, but she ended up finding out about this here surgery because she texted me about something the night I went to the emergency room and I told her what was going on. God has a way. Um, I, again, it was hit or miss between me and her. We both have strong personalities. Whatever, you, you tripping, I'm tripping, we tripping. You going on your trip, I'm going on my trip, whatever. But God has a way of saying, all right, focus. Focus on what's more important. You wanna be mad? You wanna die mad or, or no? You, you gonna let this go or no? Uh, so when she texted me about something, I replied and told her, you know, hey, I'm in the hospital. My shunt is malfunctioning. And it kind of was like our text communication was like, all right, uh, wait, so what's happening? You, 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 you good? Like how you feel? What happens next? Do you need food? <laughs> like, seriously, that is our love language. You good? What you need me to do? What you about to do? What we gonna eat? That's how we kind of bridge the gaps. That's how we communicate. Um, and I'm, I'm fine with it. I've, we've learned how to deal with the dynamics of each other's personality. Okay, the next day after being transported to the new hospital, I meet the neurosurgeon who's going to perform the surgery. He thoroughly explained everything to me per the CT scan that my ventricles, the ventricles in my brain were swollen from the shunt uh, malfunctioning. And like first day was like prep test, I think I had another CT, maybe an MRI. They shaved my head off. My hair, not my head, not my head. They, they didn't decapitate me, y'all. I'm sorry. They shaved my head bald, bald. It's a scripture that says a woman's hair is her glory. I don't know the exact scripture, but I, I wasn't trying to be bald. I wasn't, I wasn't. That wasn't on my to-do list in the middle of July. Wow. I had circular band-aids with with marker drew around them. I, I looked like Frankenstein with no hair. With no hair. Uh, it was raggedy. <laughs> it was raggedy. It was raggedy. I felt raggedy. I looked raggedy. On July 17, 2019, two days after I walked into the emergency room for a simple headache, 97 days after I had just had a baby, I had my first shunt revision brain surgery. And for the life of me, yet again, I couldn't figure out what God was doing, why he was allowing it, why he let me have a baby. And I could not enjoy motherhood. 
I could not take care of my baby. I could not tend to my children who were now, you know, middle-aged. I, I, why? Why give me a baby that has to see their mother suffer like my other kids? Why give me a baby that I can't take care of? What? Now, to the point of me asking, because I don't have a problem with, you know, praying. I, 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 I know how to give thanks and, and all of the things, but I also know how to question um, why things, why he's allowing things when, because when he answers, it gives greater gratitude. It gives greater uh, wisdom and understanding and knowledge. So I don't, how, I mean, how else? The only dumb question is the one that asked. <laughs> and I even apply that when it comes to the Lord. The only question, the only dumb question is the one not asked. So I had questions. And to that point, I have a screenshot. I told y'all I'm the, I'm the screenshot queen in my, in my photo archives of my friend texting me saying, you know, it's a whole lesson in the fact that you can't do things for yourself. I had to learn how to lean on my village. I had to learn how to utilize what God had already put in the midst of me. I, I didn't I didn't do it. I knew I had help, but I didn't ever use it. I didn't ever I prided myself with not needing help. I got it. I'm good. I can do it. And in that season, I had to learn not only how to ask for help, but I had to learn how to receive it. <laughs> That's part of why the Lord allowed things to happen after the baby. Okay, had it happened before the baby, I would have did all the things by myself and I'd have been fine by myself. But I got a three month old baby. I, I can't, this is not a by myself task. Uh, it forced me in a corner of needing help. It forced me in a corner of asking God why, hearing his why, and adhering to his answer of why. It forced me to see where he was in the midst. It forced me to see how he was um, in the midst. God is not forceful, but he'll get his point across one way or the other. It's, it's up to you. You're going to ride the waves or you're going to let the waves crash you into rocks. It's, it's totally up to you. Um, I'll admit, I, I was bucking up against the, 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 the waves. I wasn't riding the waves. I was bucking. And I was getting knocked every which way in the rocks because the waves was kicking my butt. I was not listening. I, I had to call. I had to call on help. I had to call folks and see who could keep the baby while my husband was trying to situate, you know, his stuff or stuff with my oldest son. I, my husband had to take time off had recently had to take time off because you know I had just had the baby so now he was taking time off again that was a financial hit I had to ask for help y'all y'all when I tell you bucking up against these waves was knocking me out I'm like Lord I can't catch my breath I'm trying to ride the waves but wait I got to get my footing I'm, I'm hold on I can't even stand up in the water that you send it hold on and let me breathe please okay get centered come on come on where you at where you at what's going on I, I gotta get I gotta at least 
get my footing under me so that I can, I can substantiate the rest of my body. I'm all over the place, Lord. This is not good. Um, but I have the surgery and apparently the bottom of my shunt had calcified, which is calcium builds up, uh, calcium builds up in body tissues and it causes that tissue to harden and it had clogged up. Therefore, the cerebral spinal fluid that was supposed to drain into my abdominal cavity was going back up to my brain, causing the ventricles to swell. <laughs> y'all, <laughs> y'all, there's revelation in that because I told you I had had a meeting with one of my pastors a few days before going to the ER. She and I had discussed releasing folks from my past so that I could be totally whole. I also, like I said, remember uh, going to one of the women's prayers and we prayed that I would release some more things from my past that were still trying to affect me. Just the whole concept of release was relevant in that season. God was like, all right, so you're not seeing it. You're not seeing how you clogged up with stuff and people and past situations. You're not seeing how you're calcifying your heart. You're calcifying your emotions. You're, you're making everything hard and crusty and um, you're blocking things. You're blocking yourself from what I am trying to get you, get to you, get through you get for you. Um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting it. So boom, the shunt had calcification. It clogged up. The, it had hardened at the source, at the bottom, at the release port. <laughs> I cannot explain this to y'all the way that I am trying to explain it to y'all, but there was a release that needed to happen that could not happen internally or externally. No, it could not happen internally uh, through my shunt. And it was kind of spewing. It was going back up into my brain, which meant my head was swelling, which meant the headaches, which meant my vision, which meant my hearing, which meant my senses. Um, I can't explain it. I can't explain it, but ah, it, it correlates. It, it all makes sense, okay? When you redefine something, you're giving it a new meaning, a new interpretation. I see, I see now what the Lord was doing. I see what the enemy was trying to do, was trying to, you know, the spirit of bondage was, was trying to catch me internally, externally. The spirit, the, the being hard, being hardened, Things not being able to flow and release. I see how it was happening internally, externally, emotionally, mentally, physically, psychologically. Um, Woo, y'all. Okay, 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 calm down. Side note, the um, cerebral spinal fluid, it has three major functions. It protects the brain and spinal cord from trauma. It supplies nutrients to nervous system tissues and it removes waste products from cerebral metabolism so it protects it supplies and it removes whoa <laughs> y'all 
y'all, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. The cerebral spinal fluid, it protects, it supplies, and it removes. It was not flowing properly throughout my body. It was not protecting anything. It was not supplying anything. It was not removing anything. I was trapped. It was trapped in my body. I was trapped. Y'all, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it to y'all. No other way than I'm explaining it to y'all. Catch it. <laughs> so, let's talk about this hospital stay. You know, when you're in the hospital, you know, you're facing what you're facing. Most likely you're facing TV, a clock, dry erase boards that have like the patient notes and stuff on it. And tell me why the board that I had in front of me had the word seizure watch on it. Because I told y'all in the hospital, the lady didn't want me to leave um, because she said I could have potential, I could potentially have seizures from the shunt malfunction. So I was on seizure watch. Every time I looked up to watch TV or to see the time, I saw big old words says seizure watch. No, I never had a seizure. I never thought about having a seizure. The impressions of those words stuck way longer than they should have. Um, I, I was stuck. I was stuck right there on that seizure watch. I was I was paranoid for a good stretch of minute. Uh, but we, we gonna we gonna talk about that later on. I, I'm a visual learner, and so visual things last longer for me. So seeing those words imprinted in my sight, imprinted into my psyche, imprinted into my core because I saw them every day. Um, my husband and my baby, they were there every minute. Uh, let's see. They, they stay they stay the nights. I got pictures of that, you know. <laughs> the nurses became very familiar with my baby. And, you know, they slept there in the little recliner. My husband never leaves my side. God bless, God bless, God bless. <laughs> God knows what you need. And overall, surgery went as planned. It's three parts to a ventral, nope, how you say it? Ventral clop, mm-mm. VP shunt. I cannot pronounce that word. I've been trying for like 10 years. I can't. I'm sorry. But it's three parts to a VP shunt. The short catheter that goes directly into the brain, the valve, and then the long catheter that drains into, in my case, into the abdomen. In this particular surgery, they replaced the long portion that, you know, like I said, drained into my uh, abdomen because the calcification happened at the end of the long, the long section. The short catheter that was inserted directly into my brain didn't need to be replaced and I ended up with like 20 stitches shaped like a funky little candy cane in my head that was shaved bald. <laughs> and a small incision midway down my stomach where they guided the shunt to my abdomen. Um, mm, mm. I'm, I'm used to having scars, but Mm, I don't know. This this one was a little weird. I remember waking up instantly thinking, okay, what's your name? Where are you? And what just happened? Because 
prior to now, I mean, yeah, I had had the C-section. So of course, you know, you wake up saying, where's the baby, is the baby okay? H how did it go? Uh, prior to that, I had had multiple foot surgeries. So they don't, sometimes I was under local. No, I think I was always sedated for all of those. I don't want to be locally sedated. I don't want to see nothing. I don't want to remember nothing. I don't want nothing. But you're, you're only sedated for a little minute. Um, and then you wake up, you know, with a foot, foot pain or stomach pain. You don't wake up with a headache. You don't wake up with your head feeling like tire trucks is, is on top of it. Um, but yeah, I woke up saying, what's your name? What are you? And what just happened? I was thinking that to myself. Of course, uh, they had... I had rehab coming in and out to help me get up and move around. That was weird because I, I didn't have that from the, the foot surgeries. I didn't have to have that. Uh, the first time I tried to get up, <sighs> they had this waist belt around me and I had to use a walker. I have no idea why I had to use a walker. None at all. I didn't have to use a walker for all the other stuff I had going on. Why I got a walker? All right, when I tried to stand up, I realized why I had a walker. <laughs> my equilibrium was off and I couldn't hold my head up. <laughs> oh, thank God for the walker, I'd have failed. I tried to stand up. Now, I had the three little stitches or I don't know how many in my, on my stomach from, like I said, where they tried to guide the, where they guided the shutdown. So you're using your stomach muscles when you're walking, you're using your stomach muscles when you sit up, get up, all the things. That one little section, that one little dime section. Oh, oh, felt like a C-section all the way again, all the way again. I try to stand up. I do stand up. I'm able to lift my head just enough to see that my son, my oldest son, is coming around the corner. He hit the corner, we locked eyes, and I'm like that. Because I scared him. I could see it in his eyes. I scared him. This was his first time seeing me after surgery, I think. Um, I think. And I couldn't walk. I couldn't lift my head up. He had never seen me in that position. Um, or condition rather. I had never seen myself in that position or condition. But the nurse was like, okay, focus on him, keep your head up and walk, walk towards him. So he's coming a little closer. The closer I get to him, he starts to walk back so that I can walk a little more. Um, it was, it was, it was crazy. He's seen me down before, but like I said, never like that. So mom guilt, mom guilt settled, set in for a minute. We never, as a mom, you never think you're doing enough. You never, uh, you, you always wonder that something that you've done or that you're currently doing is negatively affecting your kids permanently. I'm like, this. He, he's never gonna unsee this. He's never going to unsee me in this weekend state. I felt bad, but it wasn't nothing I could do. So like, 
he's gonna have to reevaluate his own chaos even if he considered that to be chaos i don't know he he may not even be tripping about it but the mom guilt said he he doesn't need to see you like this you come on come on come on get it get gather yourself present yourself <laughs> well um smile and and do all the things that you normally do i couldn't do it i don't know i felt bad and i couldn't do it they wanted me the the outpatient the what is it the physical therapist people they wanted me to go to an inpatient facility after being discharged but i i no i'm i'm going home i got a baby what y'all talking about uh I don't even know why they wanted me to do that. Something about learn how to walk again and all the things and all the things. No, 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 no. You give me some paper with some images and some exercises. Tell me what to do and move so <laughs> that I can do it. <laughs> I had a baby to get back home to, y'all. That's all I know. That's all I'll ever know. Um, and they offered all kinds of solutions. They were like, you know, your oldest son can can come and stay with you. We really don't allow overnight guests, but we'll make an exception. Y'all not gonna let no baby and no teenager stay at no rehab place. Don't know. Y'all think I'm stupid. Y'all try to get me to just say yeah and sign the papers, and then y'all were gonna recant all your statements. Nah, wrong. No ma'am Sam. No, I'm going home. Okay, all right. I went home, mm, two days, three days, couple days after surgery uh it, it was it was rough a little, a little physically rough trying to mother a three-month-old who obviously still needed to be held and carried and toted and played and stuff tensions was high around the house because folks was frustrated i was in pain couldn't help i couldn't do what i normally did my husband was tired because he is on full-time daddy duty my teenager son just wanted to be a teenager son but we, I, I needed help. I needed help. I needed his help around the house. It, it wasn't nothing I could do. Um, I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I don't know. Take it up with Jesus. He did it. <laughs> he allowed it. I don't know. But uh, my mom did come down a week or two. My birthday was about two weeks after surgery. And my mom was here for my birthday. So she was. she came somewhere up and through there and help for a few weeks, which was great. I could get some rest and can't remember exactly, but you know, like I said, my daughter did find out about the surgery. And so she ended up kind of coming back around and she spent, she spent a couple nights, maybe, maybe a week or two at, at the house, which was such help. Again, God knew, God knew, God knew in the midst of my chaos he knew who to place where um and little did i know i was gonna need him to do it again i was i was <laughs> who as rough as that situation was as chaotic as that situation was it was about to happen again dramatic pause make sure y'all heard me as rough as that situation was the shunt revision surgery the brain surgery the broken gizmo it was about to happen again cliffhanger
<laughs> cliffhanger, cliffhanger, class is over. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell y'all the rest. You're gonna have to tune back in again. Two weeks, December 28th. I'll finish the conversation then. We are currently, huh, what is this? Today is the 14th. Eleven days, y'all. Eleven days. It's gonna be Christmas. Y'all ready? Y'all, y'all made it through Thanksgiving. Y'all ready for Christmas? It's gonna look a little different. I hope y'all still doing all the the things that y'all need to do to protect yourself and to protect your family. Um. Uh, yeah, I turned the page. I did. I turned the page just like that. Ha. And I'm gonna tell y'all my website because that's what I do. www floodgatepurposeandpassions.com check it out poetry book previous episodes merchandise share it on your socials tell your folks to tell your folks nope tell your folks to tell their folks and then all the folks will know that God did something dope like I messed up that whole slogan I'm gonna say it again www.floodgatepurposeandpassions.com share it on your socials Tell your folks to tell their folks, and then all the folks will know that God did something dope. Okay? I'll see y'all. No, I'm not going to see y'all because we don't do this visually. I'll, I'll talk to y'all on December 28th, and I'll still be redefining the chaos that was once in my life because thank God for the victory. The chaos ends now. I'm no longer considering what I've been through as chaos. I'm choosing to redefine those situations and circumstances, realizing that the chaos brought me closer and the redefining of such gives me total reassurance in my God. And through it all, I'm still smiling. All right. All right.